your cord there, sister. That's okay. I'd hate to fall down my first Sunday here. (laughs) Good morning, good morning, good morning. Hallelujah. What a great place to be here today at Hope Through Grace Fellowship. And we certainly welcome you this morning. If this is your first time, we certainly want to welcome you and give you an opportunity to be part of what we're doing here. If you come more than once or twice, we're just going to go ahead and consider your family. So just make yourselves at home. And if there's anything you don't know about what's going on, don't ask me because I'm new myself. So <laughs> ask one of these other veterans here. They, they can help you with all of the answers that we need to have. Praise God. But Barbara and I want to welcome you this morning in the name of Jesus. And I want to read a scripture here right off the bat as we uh, go into our Sunday service here. and We'll get with some announcements here shortly. But in, if you would like to go ahead and turn with me in Psalms 27. Very familiar scripture, but I just uh, felt encouraged to read this to you this morning. Psalms 27, beginning in verse 1. I'll give you another minute to get there. Praise the Lord. Verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this will I be confident. Verse 4 says, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, anybody in here ever been in trouble? I'll raise both hands. I have been there. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me. Therefore will I offer in this tabernacle sacrifices of joy. (laughs) I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. When thou saidest, seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face, Lord. Will I seek? Hallelujah. Hide not thy face far from me. Put not thy servant away in angry. Thou hast been my help. Leave me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. Verse 12 says, Deliver me not over unto the will of mine enemies, for false witnesses are rising up against me, and such as breathe out cruelty. 
These last two verses sum up everything that was read in the first 12. This is our reason for being here. I had fainted. Anybody ever felt like just giving up? I don't know whether it's worth going on or not. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I've been there. I had fainted, or I would, another translation said, I would have turned my back and walked away. I've been there. There have been times on Sunday mornings when Barb and I would be in the office getting ready to pray to go out to the service, and she would come in, and I would look at her and say, I quit. I'm done. I'm not putting up with this anymore. I've had it up to here. Now, some of you other preachers have probably never made that statement, but I have. And then Barb, with all of her faith and wisdom, would look at me and say, okay, are you done complaining? (laughs) And I would look at her and say, yes, I repent, let's go. So we would go out believing together, but I would have fainted. I would have fainted. There are times in our lives that we would have given up. You've been there. You've entertained the thought. Is it worth it? I had fainted unless. Everybody say unless. Unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Glory to God. My hope is to always see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Look at verse 14. It says, wait on the Lord. I don't want to wait. I've always been the type of guy, I want patience, but I want it now. It doesn't work that way. I've had to adjust the way I look at things many, many times. Why can't I have it now, Lord? Why don't we have it now, Lord? Why isn't it happening now, Lord? And he would always say, it's not time. But I don't want to wait. And he doesn't, I found out he doesn't like to repeat himself. It's not time. Wait on the Lord. Come on. Be of good courage. He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. (laughs) Just a word of it. Now, that's not what I'm preaching about this morning. I just wanted to encourage you with that. But praise God. How many of you got a bulletin this morning? Praise God. Who does the bulletins? April. Miss April, let's give her a hand already. Thank you, thank you. I tell you, as pastors, Barb and I value help. There is not a church who is successful that's able to do everything just on the pastor and his wife's shoulders. They can't do it. So we'll rely on the goodness of God and the good people here at our church to help get things done. You're valuable. Whatever it is you do to help, you're valuable and you will not go unnoticed. So thank you, Miss April, for this. Uh, she makes, do you know, y'all know why she makes these? We're supposed to read what's in it. <laughs> Is that true, Miss April? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, you know, she does a wonderful job. So I would encourage you this morning, when you get these, read it. And you'll find out in the inside here. What's going on here at church? 
service times. You all know that by now, what time we have service. We have service on Sunday mornings at Sunday school at 945, Sunday worship at 1030, children's church at 1030. And Wednesdays we have prayer at 630, uh, adult Bible study at 7, children's group 7, and youth group. Some things coming up. Um, how many of you have a bulletin that... Uh, Oh, bulletin. No, this is a bulletin. How many of you have a calendar? Who does the calendars? April. Let's give April another claim. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm learning who does all the things. But again, do you know why she makes this calendar? To look at, yes, but to find out what's going on this month. <laughs> Can you say amen? I'll tell you, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy to get along with. So... Uh, last week was, uh, Lisa did a wonderful job on the Holy Spirit. How many of you were here Wednesday? Didn't she do a wonderful job on that? Thank you. Let's give her a hand. She, uh, she did a wonderful job. And, and I was talking to Harold, do we have the capacity to tape or uh, record our messages? And he said, we do. So hopefully after the first of the year, we'll begin having available to you Recorded messages. Anything that you hear here on Sunday or Wednesday will be made available to you. Now, it may take us a little while to get those things done. I, I, I told Lisa, I said it was, it was very disappointing that we didn't have what she taught about on Wednesday on tape. Because someone, somewhere, including myself, I enjoyed that. She was talking about the Holy Spirit. And we can never learn enough about the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen? amen? Well, look at the person next to you and say, he's telling you the truth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Remember to look at your calendar. We got some things coming up. Christmas is coming up. Um, I might as well go ahead and tell you ahead of time, we will not be having service on the 24th or the 25th here at the church. That's Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Christmas Day does happen to be falling on Christmas, so they had had this in here, so we're, uh, we, we won't be having a Christmas service on Sunday day, which is Christmas Day the 25th. Now, next year, all these things are subject to change, so uh, we're, we're going by what... Some things have already been said. Uh, this coming Wednesday, Sister Glenda will be teaching. Raise your hand. Does everybody know who you are? Okay, I'm learning who you are, so she'll be teaching this Wednesday. The only thing <clears throat> that didn't make last Wednesday what it should have been was we missed you. If you weren't here Wednesday, we missed you. So I encourage you, every time we meet together, Wednesday, Sunday, upcoming revival meetings that I'm sure are going to come, you may miss the very thing that you needed to hear to get you through the rest of the week. Sometimes it's just one word. I know I, I looked at Barb Wednesday and I, several times I said, I needed to hear that. So the very service you might miss, and I know there are areas we all have to miss and you know we just can't come. But as your pastor, I encourage you to come every time these doors open. You may hear the very thing that you need to hear, if at all possible. Not just to hear me, but to hear what the Word of God 
is telling his people in this generation. How many of you know there's a lot going on in our world right now? And we're going to have to address those issues, not from my standpoint, but from what the Word of God teaches us and instructs us to be and do and carry out our assignment here at Hope Through Grace Fellowship. Our church, this church right here, has an assignment. I have an assignment when he sent me here. And our hope and belief, Barb and I, is to carry out that assignment and make us all into the people that we need to be. Can you say amen? Amen. All right, let's see. What else have I missed here? Read your bulletin. Read your calendar. Um, Make sure to bring your husband and wives to church, each other. You all need to travel together, come together, bring a friend. Um, I think now is when we take up the offering. This, this, sure. (laughs) Is it a wrong time or not? It's it's a good time. Okay. However I want to do it. Okay, well, that makes it pretty easy. Well, we want to give you an opportunity to to give in your tithes and offerings. Actually, this is second Sunday. We will be having dinner at, yes, sir? Men's meeting next Saturday. Thank you. Men's meeting next Saturday, which is the 17th at 5 o'clock. And you're the speaker, right? So all the pressure's on you. So... Oh, wonderful. So uh, next Sunday, men, 5 o'clock here at the church. Next Saturday. See why I need such good help. (laughs) Where is that? There it is. Now, is this a, do the men fix the breakfast, or do we all bring something, or what? You bring it by yourself? For What if 50 men show up? We'll go back out and bring more in. So this, this coming Saturday, next Saturday, the 17th, we'll be having a men's meeting, 5 o'clock in the basement. Men, bring a friend. Tell them about your church. Come on, you need to go be in men's meeting with us and meet our new pastor and meet all my other brothers in church. I tell you, brothers, we uh, we can be like David's mighty men if we'll band together as believers, as men, and be the leaders in our church as well as we are the leaders in our families. It will change our lives as well as the lives of our church. We are mighty men of valor. Not because of who we are, but because of who we serve. And his name is Jesus. Amen. Brother Joe, Brother Rudy, would you come? We're going to take up an offering this morning. Uh, Do we designate whether it would be for mission or tithes on a check? Missions only. Okay, mark on your envelope if it's for tithe, but ordinarily it's for missions. Amen. All right, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give this morning. What an opportunity we have to be a blessing. As you have blessed us, as you have brought increase into my life, into the lives of these people, into this church, we thank you for that, and we give you glory and honor in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the givers said amen. Amen. Go ahead, brothers, take up the offering.
before we go any further, before we have any more praise and worship, are there any prayer requests from anyone that we need to hear about? Yes, ma'am. Let's remember John Payne. He's still recovering from that surgery. All right. John Payne. Kathy Payne's husband. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Anyone else? Yes, sir, Joe. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Uh, used to be a co-worker but retired. My son, Betty, her mom passed away Friday, so her family needs prayer. Praise God. Amen. Amen. It's good to have people who can pray for you as well as with you. Anyone else? Yes, sir. Tommy? Yes, sir. For yourself? Good. Praise God. Yes, ma'am. My neighbor who has breast cancer is having surgery this week. Yes. Yes. Praise God. Praise. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Brother George is having surgery Monday. We're believing for great success. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Amen. Yes. Anyone else? Barb? Yes. Amen. 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 We, as members of this church, and I have found this out over the years, uh, advertisement doesn't always work best because you're on television, radio. Barbara and I have found out the best way of advertisement for our local church to touch someone is by word of mouth. You tell someone about your church. You tell someone about the goodness of God, invite them, and give them the opportunity to come and find out what God is doing in our church. So praise God. Anyone else? All right, let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come once again and pray. Thank you, Father, that we're believing for a great healing for all those that need healing today touch their bodies. You are the great healer as well as our Savior. So we thank you, Father, as prayers go up for those that need those prayers in every area for healing, for protection, for financial need, for jobs, for homes, for families to come back together. We're believing as we speak your word over them that your word will work. You said you would work with us as we preach and teach your word. So we thank you. There's nothing greater when we pray that we pray your word. So we thank you this morning in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. One more thing this morning. Uh, last Sunday I read this very encouraging statement for you to read when you're having maybe a bad day. If you weren't here Sunday, I would like to get one of these in your hands. So who was not here last Sunday and you'd like to have one of these? I was here, but I'd like to have one. Okay. Joe, would you pass these out, my brother? You're, see, you're, 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 in a, you're in a bad spot. I'm going to start asking you a lot to do a lot of things. Pardon me? Uh, no, ten. If we're going to get something, let <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I mean, it's, it, how many of you read that since Sunday? I have. And it, it just encourages you. It makes you feel good. 
And uh, when you're having a bad day, you think that the adversary may be trying to give you a bad day. You put that in your Bible. You open that up and read it, and you'll come out ready to swing over hell uh, uh, on a rope and spit in the devil's eye. Glory to God. You know what? We win. I said we win. We are on the winning team. I didn't get in this to lose. I never did like, still don't like losing at anything. Uh, I, you know, I like that game. I'm in it to win it. So I'm a winner. And I'm looking at a church full of winners today. We win. We're going to make it. You're going to be all right. Amen. Glory to God. All right, my sister, you go right ahead.
fresh on us today, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you ever just been in a really bad need of a shower? You've been out working or whatever, and you're just hot and you're sticky and stinky, all of the above. And that shower felt so good, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Where you don't even want to get out. And that's what his Holy Spirit does for us spiritually. When he falls fresh on us, he gets rid of all of the grime and the stuff from the world that has stuck to us and has tried to bring us down. When his spirit falls fresh on us, spiritually, it's just like getting out of that shower. (laughs) The only thing is he goes with you. (laughs) And he never leaves us. Aren't you glad about that today? We sing holy.
again and we certainly want to say good morning to those watching on live stream we thank you for watching and welcome to hope through grace fellowship uh, my name is pastor arnold dameron and we're glad to have you with us my wife barb and i greet you as well as the congregation here at hope through grace fellowship so we're just so glad to be here today if you would let's get our bibles ready let's open up if you would to proverbs Chapter 4, Proverbs chapter 4, and if we were to put a title on everything like a lot of preachers do, so I'll just give you one this morning, it's called Faith Begins Where the Will of God is Known. time maybe if you're taking notes you can write that down faith begins where the will of God is known aren't you glad to know that faith has a beginning point uh, brother Harold do you have those who's back there I don't know who's back there do you have uh, Hebrews 11 ready as well as Sarah is that Sarah back there well, okay <laughs> okay I want us to look at Hebrews chapter 11, 
verse 1. We're going to start there with a couple of scriptures in Hebrews. But let me get over there. I like to read it with you. Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 11. I want to say this to you again. I want you to get it in your spirit. You know, the word is nothing to us unless we deposit it in here. In here. You got to get the word in here. I heard a guy say one time, the devil does not care what you read in the Bible as long as you do not believe it. You can read all you want to. He, he doesn't care. The adversary doesn't care as long as you don't believe what the Bible says. You can read all you want. But in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Another translation of that word faith is to have the title deed. In other words, you could have the title to your home, and you live in another state, but that home still belongs to you. You have the deed. You could have an automobile, a motorcycle, or whatever, and it could be in your garage, and you never ride it, or you never drive it, but it's still yours. Why? Because you have the title. It shows ownership. The substance that we're talking about this morning is God's Word. Look at Hebrews 11, 1 again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. The Word is the substance that gives you the opportunity to put your hope out there even though you don't see it. Hope is an expected end. Hope is an expected end. You're putting your hope out there and you're expecting it to work. Now look over here at Hebrews chapter 11, same chapter, verse 6. We're talking about faith begins. Faith has to have a beginning place. You have to have a beginning place in your life as a believer to where you can start. And what a great place to start. It's with your faith in God's word. God's word gives you the substance for you to have the faith that you need to hope for things. Another uh, definition of faith, there's a lot of definitions of faith. Sonny did a very good job this morning in Sunday school. I told Barb, she's about to preach my message. She started talking about faith. But uh, faith is, I don't want to say simply this, but faith is an undeniable belief. Faith, your faith must be an undeniable belief. No one in here can convince me that this sweet lady right here is not my wife. I'm convinced. I have an undeniable belief that she is my wife. We celebrated 50 years Thursday. And she has been beside me. She's been my biggest encourager. She tells me when to, and when to, you know. But, <laughs> but she has been my constant companion, my builder-upper. And I thank God for her. But your faith, whatever it is you're facing, whatever it is you're going through, must be an undeniable belief. You must believe what you believe in God for. It's not just mental assent. It's not just saying it. 
Oh, I believe the Bible. Oh, I believe this. Oh, I believe this. But is it an undeniable faith? Just like many of you in here, well, all of us in here, you would not deny your children. They are your children. Can you say amen? It's an undeniable belief that you have. They belong to you. Now, the word that God gives us is ours. When we've accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, according to John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe within him would not perish but what? Have everlasting life. I believe that. That's an undeniable faith that I have in this man called Jesus Christ that died on the cross of Calvary. Can you say amen? amen. Yes. Glory to God. See, you've got to get a hold of the word. But not just get a hold of it. See, the, again, the devil, the adversary, he don't care what you get a hold of as long as you don't believe it. Just because you carry a Bible doesn't mean you believe it. Just because you quote scripture doesn't mean you believe it. Just because you pay your tithes, just because you cry, just because you weep has nothing to do with you believing who God is. It's not about a feeling. It's not about seeing anything. It's about knowing. Do you know him? Amen. Hebrews 11.6. It says, but without faith. This is putting a lot of premium on this thing called faith. Well, isn't that how you got saved? I believed what was being preached to me the night I got saved. And I think it was in 1976. I walked down the aisle. I heard something in here say go. That same voice that you probably heard. Where was it you prayed? I walked down the aisle. I had, I had the, uh, about a three-inch heel on my shoe, and I had the big old, what do you call them, big wide pants, bell bottoms. I'm telling you, they was that, they was that wide. You know, I, I was like John Travolta walking down the aisle. <laughs> <laughs> But I was ready. I was ready. I was. I heard something that pricked my heart in here. I mean, I was raised in a preacher's house. My dad and my grandpa, they were preachers. I knew what to do. I was just stubborn. I wanted to come on my own time and in my own way. How many of you know it doesn't work that way? No, it doesn't work that way. Oh, yeah, I went down to that old, just the last time I ever wore bell bottoms, and it was the last time I ever wore uh, uh, platform heels. I quit, you know. I, I didn't want to bring, uh, I didn't want to bring a, a notice to myself. And that church had hardwood floors. Every time I took a step, you could hear John Travolta walking down the street. <laughs> but, but it was real. Come on, somebody say it was real. Oh, when I got something, I got a hold of it. I really did. And I've never been the same since. I've, I've just never gotten over being saved. I once was blind, but now I see. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Uh, those two things I know. And God has been helping me with everything else. Glory to God. But without faith... It's impossible to please him. Now, we're talking about God. We're talking about 
Jesus. We're, we're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about him. They, they are one. They, they agree as one. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he, that's you and I, or whoever, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Who are we talking about? If you're coming to him, you must believe that he is God, that God is. That what? That undeniable belief that God is God and that God was calling you. Y'all remember, take a little journey back. Remember when the call came to get saved. We can all remember that. I can. This is vivid. I can see the picture. I can see the people. And I'll tell you what, it was the greatest thing that I've ever done. You talk about miracles, the greatest miracle that we'll ever see or hear about is someone giving their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a miracle. And miracles are happening every day. Why shouldn't they be happening right here in our church? Why shouldn't they be happening in your home? On a regular basis. It's that undeniable belief. That Jesus Christ can do all. That he says he can do. Glory to God. Let's go. I'm about to get excited. Hallelujah. But without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God. That was me. That was you. Must believe that he is. And that he is what? A rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. I was after him. Diligently, you got to put a little diligence with it. You got to put a little seriousness in it when you go after it, when you go after things for God. It's like when I saw Barb right after high school. I come back from Vietnam and I saw her in town and I diligently sought her. I did. <laughs> and it worked. <laughs> and it's been 50 years, so I was very diligent. That's just in the natural. Can you imagine how God can turn your life around if you were that diligent to go after something for God? Glory to God. As I said, we're talking about faith begins. Your journey, your walk with God begins where the will of God is known. Now you know what faith is. Now you know what faith can do. Now you have a starting point. We can start. Faith is an undeniable belief. Faith is impossible. I, I, when I first heard this, I said, wait a minute, that doesn't sound fair. But then I realized how much of a faith God he is. That's all he's about. So if you hear about me talk about faith a lot while, while I'm, I'm pastoring here, you know what? It's biblical. It's impossible for you and I to take our next step as a believer and as a congregation without our faith working in what we're doing. It must work. It must, it must work. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Without knowing the will of God or his word, our faith has no place to begin. There is nothing for our faith to hold on to or to take ownership of. That's that word, where that word uh, substance came, comes in. The word gives our, excuse me, 
life, the substance to hold on to. Now you have a substance. Now you have a substance that you can live with to believe God for something. You have a substance. His word is your substance. Hallelujah. It says what? Now faith is the what? The substance. The substance. Something. God wants to give you something. Our faith must have a place to begin. And God's will or God's word gives us that place. Hallelujah. We can realize that God said it's impossible to please him without faith. So you weren't a disappointment when you started this race. When you accepted Jesus as your personal savior, you had to have faith to believe. And you did. So now, how many of you know it's good to be pleasing in the eyes of the Father? I love that too. It's, It's for anybody. Black, white, young, old, skinny, or fluffy like me. It it don't matter. God loves us all. He does. Look at the person next to you and say, God loves you. God loves you, Tommy. God loves you, folks. He really does. But we want to get you there to get you this place. I want to get you in the starting place. We're going to be talking about God's medicine today. Everybody say God's medicine. Before anyone can have a steadfast faith for healing of their body, all uncertainty concerning God's will in this matter must be gone. Any uncertainty that you might have about God healing your body when you come to him must be gone. Our faith for healing cannot go beyond the revealed will or word of God. Let me say that to you again. Our faith for healing cannot go beyond the revealed will of of God, for you to come to God and ask him for a healing and believe for a healing, according to his word, revelation must come to you knowing that it's his will. Thank you. You must know. You must know. Can you say amen? Our faith, my, see, I can't have faith for you unless uh, we're operating in the gifts of the Spirit and things like that, sometimes like that. Now, uh, uh, gifts of the Spirit can bring healing without you totally understanding or believing it because of the gifts of the Spirit are in operation. So that's, that's another area. But I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you. If you're here today and you need a healing in your body and you know it, now you have a substance. Now you have a starting place to believe God for your healing. You know that without faith you can't please him. So now you've realized that your faith in Jesus Christ must come together and agree with what the word says about what it is you're believing God for. Can you say amen? Woo. I love this. I do. Because <laughs> I believe it. And it's worked. I've tried it. I've proved it. You heard the testimony about my son. It works. Why did I get a miracle? I don't know. I believe for one. 
I asked for one. And when I went to him, I believed that the reward I got was the healing of my son. And I did. We need to know what the scriptures teach on healing. So you can have a what? A substance to put your faith in. Hallelujah. Trying to get used to these uh, (laughs) things here. Glory to God. Amen. Just as much as God's will to heal the body, it also was just as much as God to heal your soul when you got saved. Amen. If you've ever done an exhaustive word study on the word salvation, not only included in that word salvation is to be saved, but it also contains to receive healing in the word salvation, if you'll, if you'll do a word study on that word. Amen. Glory to God. Now look here at Proverbs chapter 4. This is where we're going. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 4. I'm going to read these uh, four verses here, and then we're going to look at them a little bit individually. I want to deposit into you today the goodness of God from his word, not from me. Amen. Isn't it good to know that when you go to the bank, when you get paid, you make a deposit. You go to the bank, make a deposit, and you put some in savings, you put some in checking, and RA account, or whatever it is you might have. And in it go, when you drive away from there, you can say, wow, I've got some money in saving, just some money in checking. And isn't it good to know that if you have to have something from that account, you have made a deposit. And you go back to the bank and you say, I would like to withdraw such and such a money. Yes, sir, Mr. Dameron, right here it is. I see where you deposited. And you got this much on account. And she writes me a check and I get what I've asked for. Why? I made a deposit. Amen. Now, the negative side of that, <laughs> if you need something and you go to the bank and you write out a slip, and you say, I need such and such a money. And the teller says, sorry, Mr. Dameron, your account is zero. There's nothing there. You haven't made any deposits. But now in the spiritual realm, Pastor, are you saying if that happens with God, God's going to say that to me? No. <laughs> There's been a lot of, time, lot of times when I haven't had anything on account. And he looks at me and he says, that's okay. I'm going to send you something anyway. And he blesses me and he takes care of me. But I've learned it's better to have something that I have deposited. Now, as believers, what's the greatest deposit you can make within yourself? The word of God. You need to have the word in you. You need to have an answer in you on the inside of you. Every time the adversary comes at you and you say, oh, no, no, devil, the word says this. You've got a deposit out there, and when you make that deposit, he hears that word, and he knows what you're about. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, this next question is very important. What time y'all quit on Sunday? <laughs> well, I have found out over the years, 
I don't have to preach everlasting to make the point that I wanted to make. It is. Church started at 10.30. Well, it's my first time and I want you to come back. I don't go there. He preached for an hour and a half, you know. <laughs> you know, you had, I've learned as a pastor, you need to use a little bit of wisdom when you're, when you're doing things. And I, I totally understand that. I really do. But I want you to look at that again. I want you to look at those scriptures. In Proverbs 4, beginning in verse 20, my son. Now, he's not just talking to anybody. It sounds to me like he's talking to a relative. Sounds to me like he's talking to a family member. My son. Amen. But that goes out to the world also. It just makes it more special for you and I. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Look at that last verse again. For they are what? Life. Everybody say life. Life. Unto what? Those that what? Find them. See, you're on a journey. And if you're facing a, a healing situation, you need to find some things. You need to find some things. For they are life unto those that find them, actually that's telling me there, there's a connotation there that not everybody is going to find them. Even though we have it. (laughs) Did you ever lose something at home, but you know you still have it. You know it's there somewhere. Amen. (laughs) I see a lot of you. Oh yeah, me too. (laughs) For they are life. Talking about his word. Talk about his word. For they are life unto those that find them and health to what? All their flesh. Proverbs 4.20 says, My son, attend to my words. What does it mean to attend to my words? Look here at 1 Peter 2.2. 2. 1 Peter 2.2. 2. If you're not there, I can get over here. Boy, that's small. Is there any way we can enlarge that print later on, Sarah, for me? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> She's doing a wonderful job. Let me get over here. First Peter. I can read it better out of here. Just stay there. Yeah. Oh, here's one right here. See, see how much I need you guys? I haven't been here one day, and you, you've helped me tremendous. But that's what we do for each other, isn't it? Look at this. Faith begins where the will of God is known. We're talking about medicine. We're talking about you having a starting place, which is your faith in God. And we're talking about healing. Now we're talking about a starting place for you to get to if you're believing God for healing. We just read in Proverbs chapter uh, uh, 4, verse 20. And we're looking at this. Let Let me say that to you again, the last four there. What does it mean to attend to your words? Look here at 1 Peter 2, 2. As newborn babes... Desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. I think that has a whole lot to do with paying attention. A desire, your desire in whatever it is. Amen. Susan, didn't you say you were worked in the lab? 
Well, there had to have been in your life sometime. Are you RN too? Okay. Uh, she is. Okay. Yeah, you both of you there. Well, at some point in your life, you had to have had a desire to get into the field of medicine. And during that time, you had to pay a lot of attention to acquire what you wanted to achieve for that end result. Is that correct? Is that a fair statement? You had to pay attention. So God is telling us in his word, you need to attend to my word. But I do have what you need. I do have what you need. And we need to pay attention. Well, what does it mean to attend to my words? First Peter 2, 2 says, as newborn babes. Amen. As new, as, y'all know, remember when the babies were little, all they wanted to do is eat. You was up in the middle of the night. You're, well, you know what? Thank God. I'm not, this is a bad confession, but I don't think I ever got up one time and fed the baby. Uh, I know. But Barb did. She, 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 what did she do? She, she attended to that cry. She attended to that need. She paid attention to that cry as newborn babes, just as that baby desired to censor milk of the word so it would grow and health would come. You and I are no different as born again believers. There needs to be a sincere desire for you and I to go into his word and see what he says about me. It's just not enough to say you're born again and sit down on the pew and do nothing. God has got so much for you. God has so much to tell you. But as a baby, when it's hungry, please, somebody feed that baby. Jeez, has anybody got a bottle? (laughs) As newborn babies, you and I. Barbara and I have been serving God for a, a long, long time, but I still have this. I still have this. I'm still learning the goodness that God has for me, Brother George. I'm still looking at revelation coming my way, and I've been at this a long time. I have not arrived. No one in here has arrived. We're still learning, and we grab a hold of it by having faith in God. Let's look at another one here. Matthew 4, 4. What does it mean to attend to his word? Look here at Matthew 4, 4. It says, but he answered and said, it's written. Man shall not live by Facebook alone. I mean, bread alone. (laughs) I don't know how they, it just slipped out. But by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, we could easily say by every word that proceedeth from the word of God. That's how we attend to his word. We desire it like a baby. Amen. And then we do what? We feed on it every day. Man shall not live by bread alone. Now, as you all can tell, I like bread and and other things that go with it. But that's not what I feed on. That's not what I feed on. That's not what I, I can't wait to get up in the morning and have some food. 
some cake, some candy, some cookies. You know, it's time to go to bed. Oh, I, I need my treat for the evening. I can't wait for the evening to come to have something to, uh, some cookies or something. No. It's this. I don't live to eat. We should be eating to live. As well as getting the word on the inside of us. Can you say amen? What does it mean to attend to my words? It means put my word first. Give my word your undivided attention. Give my word your undivided attention. And I'm going to repent. You're, you're going to probably hear me repent a lot. And you say, whoa, you do a lot of bad stuff. No, I just, I mess up a lot. But you know, I've learned to do what? I repent. I repent. I said, I repent when things are not going my way and I try to do it another way. Give my word your attention. So I want to I want to stop right there because I'm not done. I'm going to finish this next Sunday because I believe it's so important for you and I to understand the word of God, to understand that we must have a starting place, to understand that to get what God wants us to have, we have to know that it's in here and that it is for us. Amen. Lisa, could you come to the piano, please? Hallelujah. I do want to ask this this morning. If you're here this morning and uh, you're facing some healing roadblocks, you're facing some healing uh, challenges in your life, I would like for you to come down front and I'd like to anoint you with oil and pray for you, pray with you. Uh, I know Brother George is getting ready to have surgery Monday. If, if, if he could come, I'd love to pray for him this morning and and just believe God for him. But anyone else, anyone else this morning that needs prayer in your body, I want you to come. Come believe it now. Come believe it. Yeah, just, just uh, yeah, you can kneel. That's fine. Now, this is the way I've always done it. I don't know how you all do it around here. When I ask people to come for healing, I just know them to go and pray for them. And you all just agree with me. Agree what? Well, agree that what we're praying for is going to be done. That healing is coming for whatever reason it is. Amen. How many believers we got in the house? Sure we do. Sure we do. Praise God. Amen. 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 Well, brothers, I'm going to come by and I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to anoint you with oil. Brother Joe, in the name of Jesus. I lay my hands on you, Father God, according to your will. You said that I would lay hands on the sick and that they would recover. I believe it. I believe in a healing Jesus. And from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, we're calling him well. What is it you're believing God for, brother? Compressed disc in my neck. In your neck, right back here. Father, I pray for this...
You may be here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. I don't know everybody. But if that's you and you'd like to ask Him to come into your life, I'm asking you to come. Come and let me pray with you. Let me introduce you to this man called Jesus who died on the cross of Calvary, shed His blood for you. There's not one person in here that what you've done, Jesus is not big enough to take care of. Whatever it is, whatever it may be, if that's you, we ask you to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Make sure of who it is you serve. Make sure of who it is you're believing in. Jesus. And what is our faith? It's an undeniable belief. I believe that he is all that he says he is. And he's going to use you and I to bring it to pass on this earth until we all get taken away. Glory to God. That's so exciting. It's so exciting. Let's stand this morning. Praise God. Do, do you want me to pray for the food up here? And then when we go down, do we just dismiss everybody? Thank you so much for being with us today. Amen. The only thing that will make next Sunday any better is you to come back. Well, you have to come back now. You have to hear how the story ends here. You, you have to see how this ends out. Amen. God's medicine. <laughs> Faith begins where the will of God is known. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you right now. We bless our food. We bless all those who have taken time to labor to fix it. We thank you for just our sound people, our musicians, our praise team, our Sunday school teachers down in the basement that was teaching. We, we thank you, Father, for all that you are. But this morning, I speak to the east, the west, the north, and the south, and I call you to come to this church and take up your rightful place here and help us accomplish what God's called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you.